Father, when I looked at those words on the screen this morning from your word and realized that I've been walking with you since 1965, I'm still overwhelmed with the fact that when I received you as Savior, I became a child of God. I watched how my kids celebrated, my grandkids celebrated Christmas and being part of a family and to know that we're a part of your family and we are children of the living God is incredible. So Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for receiving us, for allowing us the privilege of being able to sing and celebrate with you this morning to give you glory by the power of our voices and the words on the screen, but more importantly by the sentiment that goes behind what we have just sung this morning, that we believe in God our Father and His Son who gave His life so that we can have life, and because of that, we will live forever. And so we give you glory this morning, and we look forward to what you'll do as we celebrate your truth, your word, and a transformed life. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you, David. Good morning. Great to have you here at Community Alliance Church. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, all the things that I haven't had a chance to say to you over the last couple of weeks. If you're visiting us today, we're honored to have you. This is not normal. We'll talk about that in a moment, but we're honored that you're here. Every song that we sang this morning ties in to our theology, to who we are, what we're about to celebrate in the lives of people this morning. So I trust that when you sing those songs, you see it in a context in which it was written and allowing you to understand who we are at Community Alliance. If you're visiting us today, this may not be like your grandmother's church. It may be just a little bit different in what we do and how we celebrate and the way we celebrate, but our theology is from the Word of God. And when I listened to those words this morning and sang them, it was just another reminder of this incredible truth that you and I have to offer on a regular basis as followers of Jesus. So we're honored that you're here. Thank you for coming and being a part of our celebration here this morning. Didn't get a chance to see you after Christmas, but I do one more time want to thank you for coming and being a part of our celebrations that particular Sunday morning. Almost 3,000 people gathered in here in all three services. The middle one was the fullest. There are a lot of people that transitioned from 9 o'clock to 1.30. So if you were one of those, thank you very much for doing that. You allowed us the opportunity to accommodate as many as possible. I do again want to thank Dave and the team and the tech team in the back that you hardly ever see, which is good, but are here a long time and everything that we do and everything that happens here is because of what they do in that sight unseen kind of place. So I do want to thank them as well and for you being here. I hope your family enjoyed it and friends enjoyed it. Somebody always says, where are those people normally that come here on a regular basis? We'll say, well, there's, everybody brought their family. All right, we have a normal thousand on Sunday morning, and a thousand of you brought a thousand members of your family. There's still a thousand people out there somewhere who came here on Christmas Eve. Continue to invite them. If you were one of those that invited them, continue to do that. We believe, based on what we sang here this morning, that we have something to offer, and I'd love for you to do that. So if you have that opportunity, Please continue to invite them to become a part of our fellowship here at Community Alliance. Last Sunday morning, a lot of you, if you'll notice in your bulletin, gave over $21,000 extra on top of everything else to the Warming Center in Puerto Rico. So thank you for doing that as well and for supporting those ministries. This was a good week 
to be able to have a warming center in Butler. I don't know what y'all had this morning when you woke up. I had 18 below on my thermometer outside my window. My truck said 17 below. I was just praising God that it started up and got me here this morning. But this is really cold. And of course, if you don't like it, wait till Thursday to be 50 degrees. I mean, where on earth would that ever happen but in Pennsylvania? So thank you for being here and being a part of our fellowship together. Life groups are coming up. Outside that door there is life group sign up. So if you want to get connected beyond what you see on Sunday morning, that's the best place to do that. Take advantage of that. You all got a brochure when you walked in this morning. I see Bob has one here. Look at it carefully and figure out where you want to fit. Ten minutes after the service is over, family experience, kindergarten to fifth grade. Fascinates me how many times what we do on Sunday morning ties in to what these kids are talking about in their family experience. Look at today's commitment. What are we going to celebrate in the lives of people who are going to get baptized? Their commitment to Jesus. So if you have a child in kindergarten to fifth grade, you're going to want to make sure you take them there and allow them to be a part of that. How many of you on New Year's Eve weekend go through your house and take off those 2017 calendars and put up your 2018 calendars on New Year's Eve weekend? Two of you. What, are you still looking at last year's calendar or what? I get excited about the transition, especially my kids get me one of these this year. We have one in our kitchen. They got me one for my office, and it's a picture of my kids and grandkids. I spent an hour just going through this. Sadly enough, I already walked through the whole year, but I spent an hour going through this. Also gives you the opportunity to kind of reflect on what 2017 was like for some of you. Maybe it was a great year. Maybe it was an incredible year. For some of these that we're going to celebrate with here this morning, it was a commitment to Christ. And they want to follow up on that. And they made a decision to say, I'm not just going to keep this to myself. I want to make sure everybody at Community Alliance Church knows about my commitment to Jesus. Now, when you turn over to 2018, I'm not sure if you're like me, but you begin to reflect, what's this year going to be like? What things are going to happen this year that maybe we planned for for a long time? Maybe it's that first child, been married for a while, and God has now blessed you, and you've already done the reveal party, and now everybody knows what it's going to be, and there's that excitement about what's going to take place. Or maybe if you're a grandparent, it's that first grandchild. And by the way, they're very expensive. <laughs> so keep them at bay if you can. But you're excited about that. This is the year. I, I, I get a chance to see that first grandchild, one of 73 that we're going to have at some point or the other because you put all kinds of pressure on your kids to have a lot of them. Maybe it's that wedding you've planned. Where's Meg? All of a sudden it's here and you've been thinking about it and planning for it. And now 2018, this is going to be the year we are going to celebrate. Some of you, it's that family vacation or maybe that vacation you've always dreamed about. You've waited for a long period of time. You've saved up all your money, and now it's going to happen in 2018. We're going to do something really fun. Maybe for some of you, it's that thought of retirement. Long career, a lot that's taken place. You've put in a lot of time and energy. Now, this may be the year where you open up that next chapter of your life and begin to think, what's it going to be like? What will I do? 
talked to a friend a number of months ago who had retired after a particular period of time, and I said to him, how's it going? He said, I'm bored. I said, for how long? He said, I, I just retired a couple of months ago, and I'm bored. I'm saying, brother, it'll be 10 years before I get bored. I got a list of stuff to do this long. For me, 2018 is a year of milestones. January 1, just a few weeks ago, or a few days ago, I celebrated, alone with my wife, 40 years of ministry in the Christian and Missionary Alliance. I never dreamed that in 1978, in 1978 when I began ministry in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, that somewhere down the road I'd be celebrating 40 years of that. That is a biblical generation. People come and go and die in that 40-year period of time, and I'm still standing here sharing with you. I know it sounds like I'm going to die, I'm not, but I just love the fact that you can make those moments in your life. July, 45 years of marriage with the love of my life. In September, I'll be 65 years old, and this year, my mortgage will be paid off. I mean, this is a great. So when I turned over 2018, I thought, whoo, man, this is a year of milestones. I mean, we had a 30-year mortgage, and when I signed that 30-year mortgage, I cried halfway to Countersport. <laughs> After signing it, I thought, I don't know how we'll ever do that. And we're able to shorten it through the years, and here we are, 22 and a half years, and we're there. For many, New Year's is a celebration of new opportunities and new plans and new dreams, and of course, some new challenges. And you don't know exactly what they're going to be or what they're going to look like. Now, obviously, you see the tank here in front of our stage this morning, and this morning we're going to have the opportunity to celebrate those who have committed their lives to Christ and celebrate that new life at the beginning of the new year. I know it's not something that most of us think about on a regular basis, but if I were to ask you if you wanted to go to heaven when you die, I've got to believe that we had all had the same answer, right? Of course. Now, this is not a church who's known for raising their hands for everything, so I'm not going to ask you to do that. But i got to believe that would be your answer, right? Of course I want to go to heaven when I die. Now, if I were to ask you, how do you know for sure you're going to get there, i got to believe there would be a lot of answers. Most of us would answer yes or of course to the first one. To the second one, there may be some other answers. I attended church regularly. I really lived a good life. I haven't hurt anyone. I've obeyed the Ten Commandments. Well, at least eight of them. I mean, I did really good. I mean, it came really close. I read the Bible once. I mean, I know where my Bible's at, but i got to believe that those are, those are good things, right? God, isn't that going to be okay? And they're all good answers. The problem is they're not the right one. i got to believe you want the right answer. When you take a test at school, you want the right answers. And one of the questions that you always ask when you're going through a class is, this is, is this going to be on the test? And then the big one, what? Is this going to be on the final? Yes, this is going to be on the final. This is the one you want to make sure you know the correct answer to. When Jesus finished up his ministry on earth, he said, I'm leaving. His disciples were kind of uptight. They had heard him talk about that on a regular basis. He said, I've been telling you this, but I am leaving. Physically, you will not see me for a period of time. But while I'm gone, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. And then I'll come back and get you so that I can take you with me. One of the disciples had enough courage to say, Jesus, where are you going? And how can we get there? 
And Jesus gave the right answer to the question through me. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one, repeat that after me. How many go? No one comes to the Father except what? Through him. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. No one goes to the Father except through him. Jesus is the only way. Everything we just celebrated at Christmas, everything we talked about with Christ coming to the earth, everything that we're going to culminate on Easter Sunday morning celebration, and trust me, you do not want to miss Easter Sunday morning celebration. I will have been here over 22 years. We've never tried what I want to do on Easter Sunday. Dave and I are the only ones that know about it. You don't want to miss it. Everything we do in this Christmas Easter celebration of the death of Christ, the coming of God to the world, Jesus on the cross, dying for our sins, rising from the dead, everything about all of our celebrations in those two major events culminate in what we do in this context and come together in this celebration of baptism. Scripture clearly teaches us that we have no hope of making it into heaven on our own. Read it. It clearly teaches us that we have no hope of making it into heaven on our own. Our sin is too ugly, God is too holy, and the gap between the two is enormous. Imagine standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon. If you've ever been there, it's one of the most magnificent sights on the planet. And you're standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon, and you can see the other side hundreds and hundreds of feet away. And you're not evil Knievel, and you're not in a rocket ship. You're standing there on the edge of that canyon, and you want to get to the other side. Would you make it? No matter how hard you tried, no matter how high you jumped, no matter what kind of running start you got, do you think you would make it to the other side? But do you have any idea how many people try? Not to get to the other side of the Grand Canyon, but think, I'm going to try to do the best that I possibly can to make sure when it's all said and done, I'm going to get to heaven. I'm going to get on the other side. I'm going there. And they try. They try to fill that gap, that huge gap between them and God on the other side with a lot of good things. They go to church. They all of a sudden start going to church. It's more than just Easter and Christmas. I want to now go on a regular basis. So they start going to church. They try to live better, hoping that it's good enough. The problem is they never really know for sure if it is. Now, there are some that feel like they'll never make it, so why even try? Or some who give in to everything they possibly can to fill this huge hole in their soul, some of which you'll hear about this morning in these stories. They try to fill it with activity, with work, with relationships, sometimes alcohol or drugs, and yet they still come up empty. There's just something missing deep inside. I've tried everything, and there's something missing inside. Solomon said it in the Old Testament, I've done it all. I've had it all. I could have bought it all 10 times. You talk about winning the lottery. I mean, he had exponentially way more than that. He said, I've had it all. And I realized how empty I was without God. The sad part about either trying to do everything you possibly can to fill that hole in your soul or giving up because you're never going to make it, neither one of those two work. 
trying as hard as you can to please God and be accepted by him or believing that this life is all you get so it doesn't matter, neither one of them works. What we celebrate over Christmas and Easter is the answer. It's what separates us from every other religion in the world. Other religions try to do everything they can to please God, to get his attention, and never really know what they do. But here in Christianity and in Christ, we have a God who reached down to us, and not only reached down to us, but came looking for us. God came looking for us and offered us life, and not just eternal life, but abundant life. He said, I have come that you can have life and have it to the full. He offered to pay God's required price for our sin because we've all sinned and come short of God's expectation. And the wages of that sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, his son. And Jesus didn't just die a martyr's death for a great cause. He died for our sin. He paid the price for our sin. He rose from the dead and he offered us life everlasting and an amazing future in heaven. Corinthians, Paul says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can conceive. I've talked to some of the most brilliant minds that God has ever given anybody that can come up with things that I so wish I would have even dreamed of. And yet he's saying here, I've got something ahead for you in heaven that no one, regardless of how brilliant they are, can ever even imagine what I have for those that love me and are called by my name. And all of it begins for us personally when we recognize our need for our Savior, confess our sins, invite Christ into our lives, let him take control of our lives, and from there everything changes. Which is why we take this message to other countries, to our neighbors, to our family and friends, because we believe that this message that we celebrate here this morning is the hope of the world. What we celebrate here this morning in the lives of Nine in this service and seven in the next service is a public declaration of a personal decision. Scripture says, repent and be baptized. Confess your sins. Accept Christ as your Savior. And let everybody know the decision you've made. Some will say, well, religion is a private matter. No, it isn't. It may be a private decision, but it's making a public statement. I am a follower of Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. In our denomination, we believe that the way to do that and symbolize that is in baptism, full immersion, under the water. Had Trey asked me in our class the other night, how long do you hold us under? I said, how long can you hold your breath, buddy? He's still afraid of today. It symbolizes the change that you've made in your life, that you've walked away from that old way of life and you've got a brand new life in Christ. Going under the water symbolizes that and coming up symbolizes a new life in Christ. And we want to celebrate with them. Dave, in a moment, is going to lead us in an incredibly powerful song. And those of you who are getting baptized this morning, make sure you clearly listen to the words of that. For those of you who are getting baptized this morning, it's pretty obvious to see them. Would you stand for a moment? You all have T-shirts on. Let's say, I've decided to follow Jesus, and let me ask you these two questions. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you've invited Christ into your life? Is the answer is? Yes. Do you know because of today you've made a public declaration that you're going to follow him for the rest of your life? All right, you may be seated. We're going to celebrate with them, and when they come up out of that tank, you celebrate. If you've never 
ever made this decision for Jesus, this is the day that you want to recognize and understand that I've been trying every way I possibly can. And now I know beyond the shadow of a doubt, it is Christ and Christ alone. Listen to their stories because today could change your life as well. Pastor Bob's going to pray for the offering as I get changed and get ready. Would you pray with me, please? Father, we thank you.